0: Hello and welcome to the Bully Beater Podcast, an ongoing discussion on raising awareness of bullying and empowering victims. Coming to you from Brisbane, Australia, I'm your host, Jay Pickering.
1: So, uh, tell me a story, Jay.
0: Alright. So, I was talking to a parent a couple of weeks ago, and their child gets bullied at school quite a bit. Anyway, this parent was basically saying to me that in order for the school to do something about it, he has to report it five times. Now, this is... I don't like this, to be honest with you, because... Is this the school's
1: policy? Is this education department policy?
0: Well, this is... So, this part here, this is the third characteristic of bullying. So, it's done over time. Sure. Okay. Now... This is very grey. I don't understand this at all. So, basically, what psychologists are saying, bullying has to be done over time, right? Now, I don't know if it's the school that are saying this or if this is the education department policy.
1: So, so what you're saying is if it's a one-off, it's not bullying. If it only happens once, we're not going to action it.
0: Yeah, basically. Now, here's my issue with that. How much damage can be done... In that five times and I'm talking about emotionally, psychologically, physically, right?
1: Yeah, sure. Of course.
0: Now, the other thing is too, are the teachers going to say that if someone called you fat or ugly or something like that in their hires, is that really considered bullying? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Okay. It almost seems like the system is protecting the people doing the wrong thing. Well so my it's, just, like, it's like they have they've got programs to deal with this you know they've got programs to try and do this behavior but people need to qualify and be bad enough to be part of that program and even then what are they doing for the people that suffer it
0: you know well so this is my thing again I don't believe on a scale Greg that we can eliminate bullying on a large scale I truly don't because think about this for a second right you look at politics now You turn the news on every single night, and what are politicians doing? They're basically bagging the weaknesses or the lies of another political party or a politician. Now, what's that? That's unwanted and aggressive behavior, number one. That's a dominating behavior, number two. And that's over time. I'll be
1: honest with you, Jay. It's the reason why I don't turn the news on and look at it every night. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. It really is. I mean, you know, we we had a policy, you know, me and my wife decided when when my daughter was really really young. Yeah. We weren't ever going to put the news on in the evening and watch it. So her whole life and she's 14 now. Yeah. She is she's never ever sat down and and watched maybe once or twice if my old man was over. But for the most part, she's never been subjected to what I would refer to as the negativity of the evening news. It just hasn't been a thing in her house. Yeah. And you know what? One negative effect of doing that, I suppose, is, you know, I could say Labor Party or Liberal Party, and she has no idea who I'm talking about. Well, that's a good thing. You know, and, you know, like a lot of kids of her generation, she might be confused as to who the Prime Minister actually is at the moment. But, um, you know, there are days where I feel like that, so it's probably not a thing, <laughs> but anyway my my point is that seeing politicians go at each other on on the news is just it's modeling that behavior for for everyone it's It's from yeah. the top down, isn't it
0: yeah that's that's exactly right, and it's the same with sport in the sports arena, so yeah, don't get me started <laughs> so okay, I played basketball, right? I was involved in basketball for over thirty years now. In sport, what are we taught? We're taught to dominate, right? We're taught to target the opposition's weaknesses and go at them. Absolutely. All right. That's how we win. So,
1: you know, when it starts getting a little bit serious, I don't think they really sort of push that at, at the sort of the younger level. But but no. certainly, certainly, as kids are becoming teenagers, and you get you get some some kids and their families who are a lot more serious about winning. Um, yeah, it's certainly a thing.
0: And this is... So, this is my argument.
1: After 30 years of basketball.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's why I have so many grey hairs.
1: That's why you have such bad knees, right?
0: And ankles.
1: But... Had had your ankles broken once too many times, eh?
0: Yeah. Unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) That hurts the ego.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mental scarring as well as physical.
0: Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. No, but... Like, this is my point, you know. You
1: you can't get away from it, right? It's, It's everywhere.
0: You can't, man. Like, really, you think about this. As a whole, we're basically taught, right? Right from the very top. Support the strongest groups. Join the strongest groups. Yeah. All right? The strongest groups dominate the smaller groups. Okay? Target everyone's weaknesses. Go after their weaknesses. You know, politicians, every night on the news... This is what this person's doing, right? Yeah. Sport, we're taught the same thing. Our schooling system, okay? Our schooling system is basically designed to suit the majority of people. It's not designed to suit the kids that have, you know, like myself, that had weaknesses. And and this this is a massive, massive problem in society where you know you're getting these big massive majorities forming and then you get these little minorities that are forming and stuff and then all these little minorities are getting targeted by more dominant groups or majorities you know it's 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 a dominance we live we live in a dog eat dog world where you know they say that only the strong will survive let's dominate
1: which brings us full circle back to how do we deal with this How do we deal with it when everyone's modeling it and you can't get away from it?
0: My honest belief is this, that understand who you are as a person. If you're overweight, understand that, hey, I'm overweight. If you have red hair, understand that I have red hair. If you have, like myself, who's had both dyslexia learning difficulties you know, did special ed classes, remedial classes that was targeted quite significantly, understand that.
1: So when you say understand it, you're basically saying it's not right or it's not wrong, it's just who you are and accept it.
0: Yeah, own it. Own it who you are. Every, every human being on the planet, Greg, has strengths. Every human being on the planet has weaknesses. But that's not who you makes you as a person. What makes you as a person who you are? You know, the way you look at yourself, the way you treat others. Ultimately, that's what people are going to like about you. Be proud of who you are as a person. Be proud of...
1: I I think that if you fought against it, it would really just contribute to you being unhappy all the time.
0: Well, that's exactly right. Like, here's my thing, okay? So, Donald. The Donalds. Yeah. If I truly wanted to go back and time and if I wanted to, you know, said to you before about my boxing and stuff like that, you know, I'm not saying that I'm a great boxer, I'm far from a great boxer, but if I really wanted to go back there and physically sort them out, I have the confidence to do that, right? That's that's a skill set of mine that I've worked on. But the thing is if I was to do that, I then become a bully. And then it also questions my character as who i am as a person now i wouldn't be proud of that you know so what i'm saying right now is be proud of who you are as an individual own who you are as an individual like walk with your head hell high you know man know who your flock is you know like i'll jump on facebook and i have probably 600 friends
1: is is facebook a good thing for you because the jury's out on, on whether social media is a good or a bad thing because I mean, our kids now are the are the first generation who have grown up with this as a norm. you know their lives are online. you know I can see good and bad it's just it's it's more about about your own self esteem and your own confidence, I think, but it's it's open for abuse right
0: it is, but it's also on the eye of the beholder, really, and this is what people need to understand about social media. You can take social media. And you have the ability to use it in whatever way you want, right? Now, if you want to go out there and be bullied or be a target of bullying, there's every opportunity. But in saying that, you can also build million-dollar businesses, billion-dollar businesses on social media. You have the ability with social media to like, share, follow, be friends with whoever you want. You have the ability to like the content. Myself personally, when I jump on Facebook, I like stuff. And as we know, with the way that it all works, like well, you're you're the IT guy. So how how does IT how does stuff like social media work? So in regards to me personally, I'll get you to explain this to the listeners. So
1: there's algorithms behind what shows up in your social media yep. feed. And how often and how it shows you those things, not unlike the patterns that poker machines follow. These companies have been known to to more or less tickle the same centres of the brain that are susceptible to addictive behaviour. Yeah. And you just think about yourself. You know, when you don't make a conscious effort to put the phone down, you know, you hear that little notification tone. You're drawn to it. You've got to look at it. You've got to see who sent you that message. You've got to see what the notification was. I mean, this is a new thing. This hasn't been around, you know, for that long.
0: Yeah.
1: And I don't think people truly think or worry about the addictive nature of this. And with kids, you can see some of them are addicted to posting content and getting likes, you know. Yeah. So much so that they will create this fake persona of themselves. You know, it's not who they are, and the more and more they lie to themselves and everyone around them about who they are on social media, just to, you know, just to get the rush of seeing that three or four hundred people click like or looked at it. Yeah, I, I think the more unhappy they'll become sooner or later. Something's got to give.
0: See, and that's and that's where I am. Thanks for explaining that to our listeners, Greg. That's I okay. appreciate that. Um That's where I am.
1: That was in my humble opinion. <laughs>
0: So with me and Facebook as a classic example I I follow a lot of the higher perspective stuff the stuff that actually makes you feel good you know and I'll I'll share that because knowing what it feels like to feel like absolute shit from my bullying experiences sure and I know that there are a lot of people out there you know being being a youth worker I see people on a daily basis that battle with depression and anxiety and everything like that and i know what that feels like and i want people to feel good about themselves so if i see someone put something on facebook as my reaction these days i don't tend to like it anymore i tend to love it because you know i think that it unleashes endorphins in you you know it makes you genuinely feel good about yourself and like i i want to feel great about myself i want other people to feel great about themselves and So I believe with social media, you use it the way you want to use it, you know, Um, on Insta. I actually, I follow more people than I have followers, but that doesn't worry me, you know, like I follow, I follow friends on Insta. I follow a lot of good looking girls. I follow a lot of influential people and all that kind of stuff.
1: People you respect.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So to you,
1: it's not just a competition to see no, how many people you can add to add to your account?
0: Uh, because to me, that's that's just something that's shallow.
1: That's ah, that's see, see, that's that's tricky, right? Because because I reckon a lot of kids today, it's it's just about the numbers. Yeah, um, how many people have have liked it? How many people am I following? How many people are looking at what I am doing? It's like a competition. I mean, Snapchat's like that, right? How many days of continuous streaks have I had with someone? Taking a random photo of nothing and tag that person in it you know it's it's nothing more than a number that you can stick beside your name to say i've been doing this continually for 115 days and it means absolutely nothing
0: so this is this goes back to the whole politicians thing again about the majority you know like for kids these days and it was the same with me growing up and it would have been the same for you too man like they want to be a part of the majority. No one wants to be in a minority because, again, if you're in a minority, you seem to be weak and targeted. So my belief is there. If you're a gamer, hang out with the gamers. Be proud of who you are as a person. If, you're, if your interests are automotive stuff or sports stuff, go to where your flock is.
1: It's kind of hard, man, because when I was young, yeah, being a, a computer nerd... Wasn't what it is now. I mean, nah. everyone's carrying a smartphone. The first time I ever connected to the internet, I think it was on a modem that was built in a kit in dial up. And in order to get the modem to sync, I had to whistle at the same tone as the carrier on the other thing to get it to talk and then flick the switch. That's <laughs> and I'm not saying I'm old, but did it, you? Did you... Been telling that story makes me feel like I am.
0: Did you have the Commodore 64 or the Atari?
1: Uh, I was a Commodore 64 kid. That was probably my first. Yeah. No one today will know the pain of having having to wait 20 minutes for a game to load off an audio tape. Yes, kids. Look up and find out what an audio tape is. There should be pictures of it on the internet. If you want to really sort of cast your mind back to a good recent example, Guardians of the Galaxy, the guys listening yeah. to an audio tape. Yeah.
0: Remember, so. remember when the internet first came in, though, like... Just that dial up noise.
1: Yeah, so so the internet was a it was an experiment run between the various universities oh, really? over in the States. And yeah. it was it was an attempt to build a communication system that was decentralized so so it couldn't be taken out in any one point by a nuclear strike. Trust the Americans to think of that right. <laughs> but mm. it was you know, it was Cold War era. So yeah. so that's when I was sort of doing that.
0: What was um What was your childhood like growing up? Um, like at school with bullying and stuff. So, all the way through at school, I had a pretty solid
1: group of friends. Yeah, and I think, I think a solid group of friends can almost be like a protective shell around you. You might occasionally bounce off other groups where you'll come into contact with those sorts of bullying behaviours, but yeah. You can re- retreat back to your own friend group where you don't get any of that sort of rubbish. I think it's the kids that get get isolated, or they're a little bit different. Yeah. Um, you know whether it's hobbies they've got, or or learning difficulties, something that that makes them makes it hard for them to fit in. To I was gonna, I was going to say fly under the radar. Yeah. So something that makes it hard for them to sort of hide amongst the flock. Yeah uh personally there's probably a few instances that i can remember where i might have had run-ins with kids some short-term bullying maybe but on the whole you know i had my group and my group was pretty strong and i don't know i think i just blended in well and it wasn't too much of an issue for me
0: with those friends did you ever have any issues in that circle of friends like say you know one friend I don't know, there may have been a little bit of bullying between a circle of five or six friends. One friend may have bullied another friend from time to time, or was there anything like that?
1: Yeah, there was. Yeah. It's probably only in the context of this, this conversation that that I probably really think about it like that. Uh, that's not true. I've thought about it over the years. But, but, yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, but kids are assholes.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: You know, I saw sort this of thing the other day where... Oh. It was on social media where someone said it's a parent's duty to teach their kid not to grow up being an asshole, yeah, everyone's got their own personality, and some people are just uh you know <laughs> and, they'll be where they'll be
0: and that's you know that's the thing man too like it's it's as I was saying before, like we have nearly eight billion people in the world, but like over seven point something
1: right now, I think. How many of them do you think are called Donald?
0: Oh, not too sure.
1: If if they act like our personification of Donald in this podcast, it's probably a pretty high percentage of Donald's out there. It's it's gotta be oh, the I, most it's gotta be the most common name on the planet, right? Well that's that's exactly right. And the thing is I know a certain American president that might like that statistic. <laughs> even if it is an alternative
0: fact. <laughs> um but the thing is, like, given that number and we all have different personalities, we all have different beliefs and values.
1: We all exist in different cultures. We
0: all exist in different cultures. You know, so ask yourself, really, in the grand scheme of things, are we ever going to be able to eliminate bullying? And the answer is no. We can We can eliminate it from our lives.
1: We can maybe... Get a bit of control over it.
0: Yeah. I know what worked for me was purely, and I think this is the number one thing, was becoming more self-aware, having a better understanding of myself, my emotions, understanding other people. And I think when when you do that and you have the ability to communicate effectively, well, yeah, yeah you can definitely overcome it.
1: It gives people hope, mate. It really does. I mean it's such a hard thing to see see hope when you're in the middle of it. Yeah. You know, and I think just listening to you talk about it and hearing that someone else who's who's been through a life of this, you know, through the challenges and, you know, all the way from, from school through to work, through their twenties, early thirties. Found a way to to exist in the big bad world and hopefully not let it affect you where it's it's getting your mood down and wrecking your
0: life yeah, I think if you're a victim out there, number one you've got to understand this that whoever your bully is, look at what they are targeting at you you know if it's if it's the fact that you have a disability or learning difficulty or you know you may be overweight or you may not be. Attractive, like look at what they are doing and how they are targeting you, and detach yourself emotionally from that.
1: Not something that I'm sort of told to people these days. It's kind of hard because you want people to be in touch with their emotions, but at the same time, you're also talking about detachment as a form of protection.
0: Yeah, and, and here's the thing: I think understanding your emotional state, man. If you can do that, but you can. Detach yourself from certain situations. Like you take a say a marriage breakup or a relationship breakup. Now we all know how hard it is to detach from something like that or if a loved one passes away. Sure. Right? Because you you put so much love into that. Now if someone if someone's calling you say fat, why would you want to hold on to that feeling? If if I offered you say, what's your favourite food, Greg?
1: It's going to be Mexican at the moment
0: Mexican? Yeah Loving the tacos?
1: Taco Bell is just too close <laughs> Yes, sorry the rest of Australia it's Taco Bell only exists in Australia In Queensland at the moment and, <laughs> and we got one of the first stores within driving distance Winning Well no. The bloated feeling afterwards would say no But, but yeah my um my daughter's happy with the um with the choice she's,
0: she's the world's, a, she's a taco fan the world's biggest taco fan i
1: don't know it's it's a phase i think
0: <laughs> um an analogy I give to you right if I was to offer you a taco yes please <laughs> now what's a food you absolutely despise? you don't like the smell taste of it or anything like that.
1: Man, this is a this is a childhood memory comes flooding back. My, I've got the same memory. You have? Oh well, yeah. This well, we'll this
0: is comes back to my worst food as well.
1: Okay, so so my my least fond childhood memory would be walking into the kitchen to the smell of corned meat.
0: Ooh. You I, like it? I love corned meat.
1: Yeah. So I've got this. I don't even know how to. It's it's a horrific smell all on its own to me. Yeah. I don't even know if I've if I've tasted it since I was a kid. And yeah. there's lots of stuff. As you grow, your taste buds mature and quite right. often a lot of things you didn't like as a kid you get to you get to like. But man, there's some places I just won't go and corn meat is one of them. Yeah. So yeah, that's my pet hate, corn meat. Or or the smell of it. Yeah.
0: No, I love it.
1: Maybe <laughs> maybe if I wasn't cooking it and it came and I and it was disguised on the plate and I couldn't and I didn't have that discernible odour. Corn. In, okay, stop getting excited about the thing that traumatized <laughs> me, right? So so this is all about me at the moment, right? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, right. so we've established sorry. taco's good, corn meat bad.
0: Okay. Yep. Now here's the thing. So yes. sorry,
1: you- sorry, if you don't know what corn meat is, go there and Google it. <laughs> I I personally never wanted to cook it myself, so I can't describe the process. It's beautiful. It's like bo- especially boiled with white boiled so- yeah.
0: meat. Boiled meat with white what? sauce.
1: What? What? What sounds good about boiling meat? Like, oh. like, geez. I mean, how is boiling meat an acceptable way to cook it?
0: Nah, I love corn meat.
1: I'm, I'm picking up on this, but, <laughs> but I think you could have an unhealthy relationship with corn meat. But
0: I think it is getting a bit unhealthy. But it's, this, make,
1: it's making me feel uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> but so. Okay. Here, here's my point yeah. okay so you love tacos
1: well I, I, yeah I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm fond of tacos i'm fond, I'm fond of tacos okay so Ta- you, taco tuesday is a thing in our house
0: so you're fond of tacos right yep we've established that now you want to attach yourself to the taste of tacos you know because it leaves a good taste in your mouth okay it, it leaves a good feeling in your stomach sure now, corn meat, you absolutely despise it. Grosses you out. It, it's disgusting. So, here's my thing. For me, it's seafood. I cannot stand seafood, and this comes back f- from a story.
1: Any any form of seafood?
0: Oh man, I absolutely hate seafood. I love. Don't get me wrong. Did I love.
1: I, did I tell you I had seafood tonight?
0: Yeah, you did. <laughs> you did. I remember one day actually. Well, I remember that time I went over have your place for dinner that night and we went and got fish and chips for dinner and I got a burger. Yeah, and then the next, do remember it. the next day, my car just stunk of fish. So, <laughs> so what happened to me as a child, I remember dad and I, my brothers, we went to the tip one day and we were at the tip and there was this bloomin' shark's head.
1: Man, you've gone full Australian. So, for all of our listeners that don't happen to know the Australian colloquialisms, uh, the tip is like landfill for rubbish. Yeah. Blooming well. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's a J-ism.
1: Look look it up on the Urban Dictionary. Anyway, back to the tip.
0: So, we went to the tip and there was a, a shark's head there. Or it might have even been a full body, I can't remember. But it was just all flies and maggots and it was absolutely disgusting it hustled and then it just put me off seafood ever since so that smell from there is just no I don't like seafood and then growing up in Perth at one stage I was early teens maybe we lived in between two Portuguese families so every Sunday they'd go to church and what would they have for lunch when they come home from church?
1: I'm guessing seafood.
0: They would cook fish up on the barbecue either <laughs> side. So basically...
1: He would waft.
0: The smell of fish would just come inside of our house cooking from both next-door neighbours. Now, if something is making you feel so bad, like whether it be corned beef which I absolutely love, or fish, which Greg absolutely loves.
1: Or which Greg tolerates. Yeah. (laughs) But certainly doesn't associate any poor childhood memories with it.
0: (laughs) But if something something like those two things uh, don't make you feel good, why would you want to hold on to those thoughts? You know, why would you want to...
1: Cook that for dinner.
0: Yeah. Wouldn't you want to be around people that make you feel good about yourself? people that actually add value to your life and you add value back to theirs. You know, people people that see the real you. Like, let the universe see who you are genuinely as a person. There's nearly 8 billion people out there and you're never going to meet every single person on the planet. Not every single person is going to love you. Not every single person is going to hate you. You're probably going to come across maybe 5 or 10 people in your lifetime that absolutely despise you. I used to absolutely despise Donald and he despised me back. But the reality is for me, I can probably only name five people that I've ever despised in my life.
1: Any of them around at the moment?
0: No. Like the last couple of years, man, I've made a really solid effort to anyone that's extracted value from me or kind of try to devalue me as a person. I have pretty much cut away. I don't let myself get emotionally attached to people like that anymore. Um, That's
1: good advice. It's really good advice.
0: You know, I I, I aim to encourage people and I want people to be happy and the people that are going to give that back to me, I give that back to them.
1: So that about wraps it up for tonight's podcast. And Jay, are there any inspirational words you'd like to leave our listeners with tonight?
0: Nelson Mandela once said, when people are determined, they can overcome anything. So just believe in yourself and believe that you can overcome bullying and any behavior thrown at you.